Today provide you with in-depth news and expert analysis, tell you the whole story and the bigger picture, bring you the news you want to know only on Today. Welcome to today, a news program from a different perspective. I'm your host Gaena. Coming up in this weekend edition, Chinese goth rally around a woman who forced to remove horrifying makeup on subway. Chinese biggest food delivery apps accused of eavesdropping on users' conversations. People pay to be praised. Chinese quaqua chat groups goes viral on social media, and regulations requires school officials to eat with students in China. To hear this episode again or to catch up on previous episodes, you can download our podcast by searching World News Analysis, or you can find us on Easy FM or China Plus in your app store. Today in the studio we have Tang Jimeng, Associate Professor of American Studies, Beijing Foreign Studies University, and my colleague Man Ling, CRI's English commentator. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. Thank you. A subway security guard has sparked outrage among Chinese social media users after demanding a student remove her horrifying goth-style makeup before boarding a subway train. The student named Ling Ling posted on social media that she was stopped by subway security in the southern city of Guangzhou. Although she wasn't carrying any prohibited items, she was told she'd be refused entry unless she removed her makeup to avoid distressing other passengers. Now the subway staff has officially apologized, but this isn't over. Goth netizens are sharing their selfies alongside a hashtag translating to send Guangzhou Macho a photo, which had been viewed over millions of times. The campaign was launched to show solidarity with Ling Ling, saying it is their freedom to dress however they want and calling for wider acceptance of subversive styles. So, Professor Tang, first of all, does Guangzhou Macho have a legal stand on barring someone from boarding the subway just because of their makeup or appearances? I don't think so. I don't think they have the legal stand, but I myself actually is for their stand because there is a statement. The statement is for public interest. You are not supposed to violate this very public interest by presenting such a gothic image, which is oftentimes associated with death. Horror and also the detrimentality towards a generally kind of a peace-loving and、um, harmonious community. It is jarring to the ear, it's jarring to the eye. The, the whole visual image is very, very kind of a concerning to me. Now think about the very context. I think even in the United States, you cannot dress like that and board the subway by presenting such such a horrible gothic look. There's one occasion which you can. For example, the Halloweens. Do they have regulations or laws apart from people doing that? Well, absolutely, absolutely. And since nine one one, for example, I mean,、uh, New York subway has considerable regulations in terms of the way that、um, you present yourself as a passenger. I mean, passenger, the first very priority is that you and you don't actually pose kind of a, a preemptive、uh, threat. Either visually or, I mean, regulationally speaking, and so in this sense, I think Guangzhou subway authorities has the full right to intervene and,、um, I mean, to basically to stop because once again, it harms the junior, it harms particularly young members of the or the people boarding the train and the senior citizens, I believe. You talked about the harms to somebody else. It harms the juniors, as you said, and also the other passengers. But what kind of harm are you referring to? Well, just a presence, scary, right?、Or? Subcultural presence like this. First thing first, present a some kind of visual、um, threat or concern because people may feel very uncomfortable. And in a community or in a public space. You are supposed to conform to the norms, and so that people may stay and coexist in harmony. And to present a gothic appearance, you are not presenting yourself in a harmonious way. And in that sense, I think it is very reactionary towards this public acceptance of the so-called diversity. Diversity is based on respect. Respect for the other members of the community, and particularly in this occasion, other members in the, on board this very train.、Mm. Partially, I agree with you, Mr. Tan. And this one, I think, is quite a different sort of、uh, situation. I think we all have、um, kind of agreed sort of norm of practice. For example, you cannot really、uh, libel people, and you cannot wear like、uh, like in Germany, you cannot really do 
like wearing a T-shirt with Hitler's sort of a picture on because that's it, against the law. Yeah, I, I know th- there are laws there that it disturbs people, right? But this one, I think I tried several pictures of this makeup. It, it's not really that disturbing for me. It's not th- that scary. Maybe I haven't seen all the pictures, but the point I want to make. Is that in the United States? It's very clear there are this law and that law, right? Which says yes or no, right?、Mm-hmm. But here, do we have one? We haven't got one, right? Maybe in the future,、mm-hmm. but this one we don't have a piece of law or regulation over there. And how can you stop a girl from hopping on a train? I am okay with it. It's not hurting. I don't think it's scary. Well, I think Wangzhou. Yeah, it's it's art, right? It's conceptual art, it's art or a, behavioral art. We、yeah. call right, it. Right, right. It's、yeah. behavioral. Behavior no, it's a performance art. Performance.、Yeah. But then performance art are basically concentrated.、Uh, see, that sort of art is, is concentrated within a certain, for example, venue. Now, for example, in Beijing, the Seven Nine Eight Factory, where、mm-hmm. you can host a performance art. Performance art is not supposed to be held everywhere. I mean, there's clearly legal definition about where you're supposed to perform that、mm-hmm. very kind of art. Now, in in the girls' case, I think that、um, the Guangzhou Subway Authority said we take preemptive measures in the public place where there might possibly be a sort of a stampede or a kind of a crowd. Okay. And so, crowd control, I、mm-hmm. mean, is、mm-hmm. is problematic within such a context. And so, the girl might ignite a crowd behavior. Okay, it's a might. Right. It's an assumption,、mm-hmm. right? But have we railway station or the subway station received any complaints? Complain,、yeah. If a lot of people go and complain that my child was scared because、mm-hmm. of that, then I think they have more legitimacy in taking such an action and try to persuade the girl. Say, hey. You know, please, because you're causing a stir, right? You're、mm-hmm. causing some. But throughout the reports I've been reading,、mm-hmm. it's actually the station's、uh, management personnel or staff who assume、mm. that such a such a disturbance will come, and then they stopped it. Well,、mm. there are four cases already. Already, in yes, fact, and yes. so there might be complaints. In fact, according to that report. I mean, people did complain about this very subcultural performance out there because it potentially kind of attract a crowd, and there might be some kind of a riot. And in that sense, see, the train authorities take this very preemptive measure. But in this case, there is another question: Is this abuse of power? Because we talked about this, there are no regulations and laws banning people from wearing such kind of makeup on subway. You can't just、uh, calling your manager and saying Lingling's makeup was problematic and really horrible, and then bar them from boarding, like Manling said. So, Professor Tang, do you think the subway stuff has forced her own opinion on someone who hasn't violated any regulations or laws with her own power? I would be picky because you say she doesn't violate any regulations, but in fact, she does violate the very regulation regarding this very possibility to ignite this very public this crowd.、Uh, and so, the female clerk actually has the full right. And to stop and to inter- intervene, and perhaps to advise her to take another way, another means of transportation. To me, it is once again a preemptive、mm-hmm. uh, at such a traffic. Peak hour and very busy moment. You mentioned subculture for more than once.、Mm-hmm. Do we allow subcultures? Yes. I would myself to allow healthy subculture, healthy, unharmful. I would allow them to be there.、Mm, the tolerance and, in our and, society. And on the other side, yes, you're right. Tolerance is like immunity. If a child never seen such gothic sort of、uh, makeup before,、mm-hmm. they would be scared to cry, oh, make fuss. And then if they had certain exposures to these kind of things in Halloween, you know, and with an environment, they would be more tolerant. They say, oh, okay, this is conceptual art, this is behavioral art. It's also fine. And maybe one day we、we'll、say, Mom, can I dress up like that? You know, just have some fun.、Mm-hmm. So actually, this is the tolerance I want to see in our society. But at the same time, I feel very strongly that any girl or boy, your behavior should not be causing trouble,、mm-hmm. disturbing others' normal practices. Because 
you need to know that how the society is responding mm. to whatever you do. We are part of the society. Mm. You cannot say, hey, I want to enjoy my freedom at the cost of your social responsibility to others. But having said that, I think the how the uh, staff responded to it actually is causing more trouble. Well, the, I think that once again, the individual person is also held responsible yes. for such mm-hmm. potential intervention. I think once again, if you want to take a public bus, if you ride it in your own Mercedes or Porsche, that's okay. For individuals to ride in a public bus and wearing such performance art sort of a makeup art. is problematic. And、mm. so they should be concerned. There are quite polarized opinions like we just discussed here, but thousands of net users went on to post photos of themselves wearing goth makeup under the hashtag "a selfie for the Guangzhou Metro" or "send Guangzhou Metro a photo." So, how do you see their protest? I think it、uh, ignores what we call the voice, the silent majority. The thousands of netizens, according to your report, is basically also a small minority,、mm-hmm. uh, whose voice tends to be louder than the voice of those silent, silent majority. And so, in a sense, we need to seek a balance in between the voices among these vocal, articulate、uh, netizens and also the broader public writing on the bus, but without expressing their opposition. And so, in this case, public media has the role, the responsibility. To explain and to intervene, and basically to shed lights on the very positive side and the negative side of such a behavior on a public bus. Okay, we are talking about the freedom of expression and the public interest here. I think I have another perspective. I think it's really difficult to say which is more important.、Um, the interest in free expression is a personal interest, clearly, but I think you will also boost the public interest. Here you can see a girl with terrifying makeups, but we also can consider this like it's a dynamic and inclusive society. That means unlimited possibilities in the city where entrepreneurs and businessmen might consider staying and investing. That shows people are open-minded, and also the city is tolerant for innovation and creativities. And it will help the development of the economy in the city. It takes time. I think、uh, it takes a considerable longer period to reach that very society, characterized by the very diversity you were talking about. But then, basically, Chinese society is very, very culturally conservative and、uh, politically self-inward society. And so, in this sense, I would caution this very.、Um, Fast stride that the Chinese、uh, certain segment of the society is trying to take at this very point. Even in the United States, once again, I rode in the、uh, New York subway. I mean, almost every day, every night. Uh, in that very one year, when I was a visiting Fulbright scholar based at NYU, and I never saw a single person. Uh, wearing that kind of a makeup out there, but then the one day that made me so very excited was the Halloween day.、Mm-hmm. That was the only day people were actually went wild out there on the bus, on the subway, mostly on the street. It's a huge parade out there. I mean, you can basically demonstrate the wildest side of yourself, basically, without ignore, without、um, disturbing or offending the general public. And so, freedom of expression has a certain limit. Has a certain context,、yeah. and that's per- basically my point. There will be a boundary between the uh, uh, public interest and your personal sort of needs. So I think I regard this incident as young people exploring that boundary.、Mm-hmm. For me myself, if I saw this girl, I would feel uncomfortable. First of all, because I,、mm. when in the office, some colleagues, you know, wearing very unique Han Dynasty sort of dresses, or even a Tang Dynasty costumes、yeah. to come to the office as a journalist, I felt uncomfortable.、Mm. But I didn't disturb and say, "Hey, you know," because my, I'm much senior. I can definitely go and say, "Hey, Anna," you know. I told myself, "No, it's their right, right."、Mm. So I suppressed myself. But I wish that everybody, because we are part of the society, while you know fulfilling your own personal needs, please、mm-hmm. take into consideration how the surroundings are responding to you. Mm. Right, dress code is important. Dress code in <laughs> large corporations, for example, overseas.、Uh, I mean, basically, but dress code is not composed.、Huh? Do you think we need a dress code on subway? Well, no. no. I mean, but then basically, you don't need to be disturbing. Okay, you don't、Why、want to be disturbing. Why do we have a dress code, Anna? 
because we wanted to make the whole dressing thing comfortable. But dress code violation, if, if we say dress smart ca- casual, right? You decided not to go smart casual. You are the one who suffer. So it's okay for you. We we're but tolerant. What if I don't, but what if I don't care? But he doesn't. Right, <laughs> yeah. He doesn't, so it's okay. He doesn't care. Right? So it's okay. It's it's not for for example, ten ten people party, right? Nine people feel uncomfortable. Anna, you, you you didn't follow the dress code because we said it's smart and casual, and you went evening. The nine people, if we are all liberal, you know, big hearted, mm-hmm. we are tolerant, we are fine. Mm-hmm. The only uncomfortable one is you yourself. So I wish that in the future, the girl who is wearing the gothic sort of makeup mm-hmm. is the only one she felt uneasy. Oh, no, but she doesn't. In this case, so she that's, doesn't. That's the why problem she, is she no, doesn't. In the future. Yeah. This is why I said she is exploring. She should have she, a sense. Yeah, she's ex- no. exploring the right to express, the right to dress and social responsibility. And so she needs someone to find remind. Out, yes, right, find out the boundary. Her, find right, out to remind the her of this very boundary. Yeah. And so the next time she should behave, perhaps, <laughs> in this very public space. Now, once again, the context is a public space. She you should face consequences. Right. She should face consequences, not yeah, us. Right. You or can do it. maybe more tolerance from offer generation yeah, yeah, yeah. to younger generations. Yeah, right. That's more to Yeah, you can go to a party like uh, <laughs> Maling said. You can go yeah. to a party like that. Right? Yeah, that's more to talk about. Thanks, Chen Jimeng, Associate Professor of American Studies and Beijing Foreign Studies University and Manling CRI's English commentator. After the break, we'll continue our discussion on the next topic, China's biggest food delivery apps accused of eavesdropping on users' conversations. Stay tuned. In-depth analysis, valuable insights, expert views, presented by an award-winning team. Today, keeping you well-informed, up-to-date, and ahead of the news. Welcome back. You're listening to the weekend edition of today, where we discuss some of the news stories happening this week that are worth another look. I'm Guiana with Manling, our English commentator, and Cheng Jimeng, Associate Professor of American Studies, Beijing Foreign Studies University. Recently in China, two of the country's biggest takeout food apps stand accused of going one step further, not just tracking users' browsing habits, but actually listening our conversations. Guangdong-based publication IT Times has caused a major stir by publishing the results of what it claims to be a three-month-long investigation into accusations that food delivery firms Meituan and Elema were monitoring actual conversations of users and using speech recognition tools to push certain advertisement of food and restaurant. The two food delivery apps later deny the accusation. Meituan said the app only uses the phone's microphone when the users start speech input. Elema said the app doesn't have such eavesdropping programming and the company doesn't own the related technology to implement it. So the two food delivery giants are denying the accusation, but have you experienced any similar advertisement pushes on your or your friends' Meituan or Olama apps, Maling? I seldom use them. And uh, <laughs> if I use them, I learned to check whether there are discount policies there. You know, sometimes it's uh, 100 kuai, you can save 20 or, you know, 15 or maybe 5 kuai even. Mm-hmm. But then as soon as I use that uh, Meituan, right? I shut shut it off afterwards. Mm-hmm. I am very conservative uh, about my behaviors online. Mm-hmm. I never open any red envelopes coming from a stranger, a stranger or unknown sources to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not lured by all sorts of goodies out there, <laughs> freebies out there, because I know that uh, the online regulations and laws always fall behind uh, technology reform and update. Mm-hmm. So the whole human society is behind uh, the uh, technological development. I need to protect myself. How I do. You? I, I, I do agree with Maling. I think that eavesdropping first thing first is illegal. If mm-hmm. that happens, and it needs to be condemned and needs to be regulated, then people involved needs to be tried. And um, uh, a public warning or a kind of self-awareness on both sides of the cooperation and also the general public needs to be heard. And so in this sense, I condemn it. I think it is a very deplorable act of behavior for a uh, socially responsible cooperation. Uh, but personally, I don't have that experience. I never use this Meituan <laughs> or something else. I cook myself. 
Okay, that's good for you. I, you cook uh, every I cook, meal. I cook myself. Respect. Uh, every meal. I only eat one meal a day. <laughs> one meal a day. One hey, meal a day. A cereal. And now we all need to learn from you. Right, yeah. a cereal breakfast in the morning, in the evening, some, some kind fruits, of a food, right. fruits, mm. vegetables, and a salad. Basically, a huge salad. I mean, so you I, cook I only for your lunch, right? Only lunch and lunch. Basically. Mm. Wow. Mm-hmm. So um, I have something to say here because I'm a frequent user of the two apps. Um, but before the testing results released, my friends and I uh, once talked about this. I said something about looking for suggestions to a sushi restaurants. So later, both of our, our uh, apps were suggesting precisely sushi restaurants to us. Uh, but that time, we thought you know it's just a coincidence and joked about being listened or watched. So it's really aroused suspicions among its users. I think that's why this sparked outrage among netizens. But uh, the headlines might be just eye-catching. This does raise a common concern among smartphone or net users. We are more likely to see news or products, whatever we're interested in, on our news apps or shopping apps, etc. Those apps are influenced by our search in browsers, similar to how cookies work on most websites. Is this a convenience for customers or imprisoning us in our Our own small world. To me, it's this kind of comfortable concentration camp. Now we are living in with all these, with all these technologies. We feel comfortable, right? We can order what we want, but then at the same time, you sacrifice your freedom or perhaps your rights because every single time when you use the apps, you are subject to particularly suspicious scrutiny of your own life,、mm-hmm. various aspects of your life, your eating habits, your diet, your diet behavior, and everything that may be subject to this third party. Scrutiny, and so I think right now China's、uh, legal authorities should come up quickly with laws and regulations. The Chinese People's Congress should quickly update their book in terms of coming up with the legislations against all these legal practices. No matter how quick they are, I think you can never be quick enough or fast enough to catch up with the development, evolve, evolution of of、uh, behavior. Well, then punish them, right? Yeah, I think. But no, no. If you, if you don't have the regulation, how do you punish? The thing is, actually, we've already had a new regulation called、yeah. uh, the Data Privacy Standard.、Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah,、mm-hmm. but、That's、we are、right. not really ex- executing it to the to the word. Since、uh, last year, right, eighteen,、uh, and、uh, sporadically we heard some lawsuits about you know data privacy infringement, yeah, all these、right. kind、mm-hmm. of things, but not rampant. Look at every one of us, you know, every day we receive, we are still receiving unwanted phone calls,、mm-hmm. right?、Mm-hmm. So that means the problem is still very rampant and not being addressed. I want to say that it, you said it's a comfortable concentration camp, but concentration camp can never be comfortable、mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's a concentration. Camp. I would say it's a double-edged sword. It's a dilemma that we humankind has、uh, went into, and it's a catch twenty-two situation. We cannot do or live without big data. Now we are lured to it. We some even obsessed to it, and at the same time, you know, we are paying a huge price, a high、mm. cost of privacy. And the other day, I talked with my classmates. I said, one day there won't be such a word as privacy on this planet Earth, in the dictionary. It will be removed, because now everybody is watching you、mm. and your numbers, everything about you, even how tall you are, and、uh, you know how much you weigh and what you eat. The other day, I think there's an English-speaking video which says Google without the SIM card in it. Google tracked it down using two phones. Without a SIM card, one is on the、uh, flight mode,、mm-hmm. the other is not. And this man went from there, 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 conducted half a day, you know, activities, and then coming back home using a special kind of、uh, processing, you know, computer or whatever. Google traced、mm. every of your move,、mm. which crossroad you cross, which restaurant, which gas station you stayed. It's it horrifying. Is. It It's is. terrible. So what shall we do? I say enjoy the moment. Well, there are succe- <laughs> no, there are successful attempts actually. Enjoy the、uh, moment. Successful attempts made actually to stop those very illegal、uh, activities being carried out. 
remember several years ago, there's a Google goggle, and uh, Google、mm. goggle actually it's something that、uh, like a glass, right? Pair <laughs> of glasses, and you wear the glasses, and you just watch, look at a person, and every single piece of information that person might actually appear before this very glass. And so that was successfully suspended. Google was legally ordered to stop manufacturing that very、glass. invented, but suspended. Right? And so, yeah, invented <laughs> and suspended, and so、Not、I see. To I see a case at this point, and so the Chinese legislative authorities has has a role model, and they can do something right now. The thing is that the majority of us are passive.、Mm -hmm. People are inventing new gadgets for you to follow and fall in love with. And then you don't know what is waiting for you on the other side of the coin. This is the thing that I am feeling really disturbed.、Mm. Indeed, thanks, Maling Xiaoyi, English commentator, and Cheng Jimeng, associate professor of American studies, Beijing Foreign Studies University. We just talked about Chinese goth makeup were barred from Subway, and China's biggest food delivery apps accused of eavesdropping on users' conversations. After the break, we'll continue to our discussion on people pay to be praised. Chinese quaqua chat groups goes viral on social media. Regulations requires school officials to eat with students in. China. You are listening now. It's our weekly edition of today with Miguena. Stay tuned. In-depth analysis, valuable insights, expert views, presented by an award-winning team. Today, keeping you well informed, up to date, and ahead of the news. Welcome back to the weekend edition of today, where we talk about hot topics and intriguing issues. I'm Guanna. I'm joined in the studio by Tang Jimeng, associate professor of American Studies, Beijing Foreign Studies University, and my colleague Maling Xiaoyi, English commentator. Social media is often called a battlefield, but in Chinese WeChat Quaqua groups, people will praise you no matter what you do or you say, even if they are negative. Qua literally means praise. The Quaqua group. Groups on social app WeChat have become the latest fad for social media obsessed youth seeking validation. Users can purchase memberships to such groups for anywhere from 0.6 yuan to 188 yuan. That's about a dime or to 28 US dollars. In the group, members can receive flattering comments from each other and even request to be complimented on specific things. For example, one user wrote, "I don't want to attend my school seminar. I need some praise." The one who praised him said, "You are a strong-minded, independent man. You have your own opinions and are daring enough to challenge school policy or social norms. Good for you." You can see it's not just a simple praise like "good." Or excellent. You also have to find strong logic to back your praise. So, Maling, how do you see this? Do you want to be part of the chat group? You know, praising others or being praised? <laughs> <laughs> You're laughing at me.、Mm. And、um, my answer to you is that for curiosity and entertainment, perhaps yes. I want to find out how you know this、uh, so-called、uh, false or fake praise can go. How far they can go, you know? How it's kind of art, right?、Mm. If you want to praise somebody and、it's、make、talent. that, yeah, it's talent to make somebody feel comfortable、yeah. and acceptable. But unfortunately, if it's not for curiosity and entertainment, I would never touch upon. Such kind of an app, and at the same time, I used to be teacher, university teacher. I'm、mm -hmm. your、uh, former colleague. <laughs> I would never advise my students to to sign up for such a thing, because we all need positive energy, but we want real positive energy, and we want real praise. We don't buy praise, and I believe Anna,、mm -hmm. anything you can pay for is no longer valuable. Mm. Mm. So, Professor Chang, you are a professor from Beijing Foreign Studies University.、Uh, Maling just mentioned. Do any of your students are enjoying this? They are actually. They are very much in into this very qua、uh, qua or give me some kudos sort of、yeah. uh, practice, right? So, kudos giving can be a virtue now among these young people. I mean, they praise each other, they laud each other, and they gave kudos at an expense. Mm -hmm. In a sense that、uh, people do get、uh, kind of paid to、mm -hmm. get this, and so it, on on one hand reflects this very increasing. Uh, increased commercialization、uh, of activities on the internet, 
And uh, basically, for example, according to this report on Fudan University, right? Mm. And these students are really enjoying to the utmost of mm. this sort of uh, culture. But then, as Maling pointed out, this is supposed to be the vulgarization and trivialization of our culture. I mean, because things are to be purchased. Everything seems to be having a price tag. And if that has a price tag, yes, it, it has a value, but then it is much more kind of a valueless because money cannot buy the stuff that really we cherish right? appeals to your heart. And mm-hmm. so uh, it is, to me, it is a trivialization. It is an increasing trend of young people, actually, who are shedding their responsibility in discussing, in debating, and in sort of offering solutions to some of the very burning issues of our country. For example, equality, poverty, mm. educational equity, and all that stuff. I'm not against anybody who are enjoying themselves. I think life is short, but you have the right to enjoy yourself. But like uh, Mr. Tan said, we have, uh, especially university students here in China, you have bigger... Actually renowned universities. I know, big university, Tsinghua. So it's worrisome. It worried me to death as a former (laughs) teacher. You know why? Because we have bigger issues to, to be concerned with, right? Like you said, inequality, gender equality, or even environmental protection. If you're injured, actually, I don't think these uh, people who paid for the praises are receiving real praises. They are being entertained, killing the loneliness, killing the void in their heart. There are a few reasons, I think. Mm-hmm. One is that these people want positive energy, as I said, mm-hmm. right? But they have this problem. The anxiety is there because their inner self is not strong enough. Mm. If you really think that I'm worried, I'm not good enough, go to a psychological counselor. My daughter in um, Hastings University in the UK once was so under huge pressure that she was wondering whether she can carry on studying. And she went to book up a counseling. And then she booked up sort of pet time, pet Mm, hour. mm. One hour, the school offered her to play with a small dog or cat. Mm-hmm. These are the measures better than this quaquaching because mm. this quaquaching, I think, initially is students are trying to find a solution. There is a thing they need to deal with. I think for either me, they want fun mm-hmm. or they they want praise. N- next is that it's parental failure too. To a certain degree, but you know, because here I want to say, be, because you know, as a child, you don't know that whether I am appreciated by my parents. I want to say there is a difference between praise and appreciation. May I just say one thing is from the younger generation's point of view. You know, for young people, getting recognition from peers is way much more important than getting recognition from upper generations. No, I think uh, that's no, no, no. One I'm telling you, it's the real recognition. This one is a fake one. Okay, and by the way, there are people who argue with me. It's because Chinese people do not articulate appreciation that much, right? But I have to correct it. I have gone through all the growing pain. I used to complain about my parents not praising you enough. But then after certain reflections of several decades, I'm old enough to say that every nation, every people, every race has its own way of showing appreciation. But right? you know, according to psychologists, uh, a lot of psychologists, not only in Fudan University and also from um, the social media, so you can see, you know, they are actually promoting this kind of behaviors. They are thinking Kwakwa chat groups have gone viral because they meet a lot of psychological needs for students seeking company, self-confidence and flattery. But so, I'm saying that it's because we don't have better ones there, like, like I said. So it better be based on the real good, the real good deeds. If you, for example, help a person in poverty, donating money to a person in poverty, and that's basically publicized, and you deserve this very kudo. The fact that I think it is very disturbing is that people just pay, I mean, to get the kudos they don't deserve. If it is fake, of course, I mean, we need to, I mean, de- differentiate this one but then once again like you said i mean this is supposed to be a a cyber space in which the young people seek is some kind of rec- public recognition 
And perhaps it's okay. I mean, uh, for peer evaluation, peer appreciation, yeah, yeah. I could actually, be a chance. If you really need something, number one is try to find energy from in, inside of yourself. Meditation is a very good one. You quiet down, you sit down, you talk to yourself. A conversation, this is really good. And then if you really need outer help, support from others, right? Mm. Go to someone who loves you. Go to the professor who knows you so well. You can get definitely the, the energy you want. I feel sad that we now turn everything into commodities. Even praise become a commodity. You have a prize for that. This is horrible. Mm-hmm. It's okay, but let's, let's get some really professional ones. Like you said, there are many options for younger generations, but why they choose Kwa Kwa Chat, not choose those professionals? The other options are not very handy and available. I don't think so. And even parents, you know, parents should be their, uh, the best of friends of your, your kids, right? Mm-hmm. But some parents are so imposing. No serious conversations can be conducted. I think, unfortunately, many Chinese parents are not good listeners. They do not listen to their kids. So the kids turn away to find something to feel good about. Yeah, but once again, see, technically speaking, Kwa Kwa is basically a peer kind mm-hmm. of a group mm-hmm. chat. And so for peers, in, in a sense, the peer evaluation, peer appreciation can be directly to the point. I mean, if you're praised by a parent, I mean, Indeed. sometimes it is irrelevant and, or by a professor, and then that could be very condescending. Now, for peer evaluation, they are okay. seeking this very equality uh, and also the equal footing on which they start a conversation. Okay, and I besides, am- they use their own language. For, mm-hmm. Sorry, mm-hmm. They use their own language. Look at the language they use. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's beautiful. It's classic. Okay. And uh, I mean, sometimes they would cite very famous phrases from classical poetry, mm-hmm. uh, which remind me of President Xi's famous quoting. For example, he said, 不要夸我颜色好, Right, <laughs> and, and, and which is almost the direct opposite of this very kudo thing, right? But then C also quotes, and in this Kwa Kwa uh, WeChat group I th- or platform, I see lots of these beautiful classical poetry being cited. And I think it is an interesting occasion to revitalize that part of the Asian culture. Okay, um, culture. I, I will mm, take that's back. A very good point. I yeah. will take back what I said. It's all fake. You said if it's a peer's comments and it's a peer's suggestions and a peer's company, right? To, look at the there. look at the smiles okay. on the face of the it's, salesperson it, in it, yeah. New York's department store. Yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. fake. It's uh, yeah, yeah. It's it, it's actually a kind of um, you know you're paying for uh, some people's time. Mm. you know, to give you advices or whatever, because everybody is busy. If you don't pay for that, maybe somebody said, I don't bother to, <laughs> to come in right. to, to talk to you. So these people who are paying for it, all providing services, they are actually addressing the need of each other. Mm. And this may not be anxiety, right? To me, they may not to, be to, anxiety. To relieve anxious, uh, an- right? a- anxiety, right? I think they're seeking mostly fun, pleasure, or being entertained so, mm. uh, with disposable money right now, <laughs> and people just pay for that. Oh yeah, thanks, Professor Tong and Manling. Just now, we've been talking about people pay to be praised. Chinese Kwa Kwa chat groups goes viral on social media. Let's take a short break. Stay with us. For breaking news and the stories that matter to you, check out our Twitter page and follow us by searching China Plus News. We focus on the Middle Kingdom. Welcome back. You're listening to Today, a news program from a different perspective. I'm Guiana with Cheng Jimeng, Associate Professor of American Studies, Beijing Foreign Studies University, and Malin, CRI's English commentator. China has introduced a new regulation requiring school officials from kindergarten to high schools to accompany students in each school meal as a way of ensuring food safety. According to the regulation jointly issued by the Ministry of Education, the state administration of market regulation and the National Health Commission. The mechanism will be established in a bid to spot problems and safety hazards and address them in a timely manner. Under the new regulation, parents will also be invited as supervisors to offer suggestions on the food safety and nutrition improvement. The regulation also required schools to make public the food resources, suppliers, and other information via public platforms. So we can see 
transparency and supervision from high school officials in schools and uh, parents are addressed in the new regulation. So, Manling, will this be an effective measure to solve food problems in schools? For the time being, yes. But in the long run, no. I don't think it is addressing the root cause of this problem. Uh, transparency and supervision is through law and only through law. Mm-hmm. By taking on or inviting more people to get involved in it, it doesn't mean. But af- actually, having said that, I want every one of us, every citizen is a supervisor. If we can have this channel open there, if I saw a problem in any sort of society, sort of um, about food, about environment, I can report it to the authority and the authority can respond to me and to tell me how this is being addressed. That means everyone is a supervisor, but we don't have this situation yet. And now, let me say, this is the last result, right? And a quick fix. In Japan, they have the same thing. The principle, eat the food first. Okay, so are we copying them? I don't know. Many other countries do have such things. But I want to say that if the school principal is involved, what about the farmers who used chemical fertilizer? Are we going to invite all the farmers coming in and, and then tasted food? We cannot stop people from these malpractices. No. Okay, can we invite the shoppers, the things who, 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 you know, add things or processors processing food? We cannot do such a thing by inviting. By the way, inviting parents or principals, don't you think principals or the school headmasters, they have better things to address? They should think about providing students with a better, you know, improved education. And the parents, by the way, are invited. A lot of parents are already heavy mm. bur- heavily burdened with the tasks being assigned to them from school. Mm. I think this actually, I had a thought, and more and more young people, with, young women, will be afraid of becoming a mother in the future. You know, even food, you need to, ching li ching wei, we said. Mm. You need to be... Supervising the food that put on the table for your little little one, mm. this is too much pressure. I am a mother myself. You know, I am a career woman at the same time. I don't bother what was fed to my daughter, because when she was little, like twenty more than twenty years ago, I think we don't have such mm. a problem. No. The food is clean. Everything is fine. You know, if there's a problem, it's just a one off. It's it's not a very rampant problem. Um. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think it will not be a solution. It's supposed to be the kind of quick fix way out, uh, and so we need to deal with we need to deal with the issue from its very uh, root uh, level. I mean, basically, I think it's the greed. Uh, I think uh, as a part of this um, self reflection. I think that fundamental change that needs to be made in this very particular field. Uh, principals should be involved. I agree. Parents should be involved. And uh, why the, the kind of prevailing practice overseas is oftentimes there is a uh, teacher parental commission, mm-hmm. uh, teacher parent parent teacher committee being formed to address this very issue, and so or various issues concerning the children at school. Uh, but uh, fundamentally, I think um, it has to do with this very moral degeneration, perhaps uh, on the part of the school authorities. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we look at the events, for example, the person in charge of uh, um, doing the purchasing, uh, hiring the cooks. Uh, I mean, that person was such a, a criminal, for example, basically uh, violating, violating all laws possible, for example. In this case, I think that we need to deal with uh, this kind of incident at multiple levels, morally, legally, and uh, I mean, so in, in, in educationally, for example, uh, we need to um, rule and, and intervene with a strong hand. Mm-hmm. Every process... You know, every process, every detail should be checked mm-hmm. by officials and by law and by by offices. I think maybe schools should have an office, right, about food security. I would say that I, my argument is that it will definitely not sustain. You know why? Because um, parents are not or headmasters are not food experts. Mm-hmm. They are not professionals. They cannot judge whether this is a secure or safe food to to. To, to do and then they ha- parents are either 
you know. And then what if parents find fault, you know, causing trouble, mm-hmm. deliberately finding fault with headmasters? And then the schools will take up extra responsibility to deal with, it's like the hospitals, Yihuan, right? You, mm-hmm. you need to deal with um, such the a thing. The relationship yeah, between the, relationship. the and the parents. And then I'm thinking about, my goodness, who is going to suffer in the end? Because your kids are going to suffer. Mm-hmm. Because the schools are dealing with such other things now. Other things than education itself. Parents are not working, focusing on, for example, I'm a radio personality. I am... Part of my time, th- one third of my time is being, you know, taken away to, to address problems that not concerned with the radio. How can you have a radio, good radio program? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. So it's like everyone is not doing, doing what they need to do. I have a very funny story to share. I am calling for empathy. Mm-hmm. Do you know empathy? Empathy means how I feel. I'm you, you are me. So there's one noodle sort of... Um, a, a small restaurant uh, for noodle, and then telling uh, the father is telling uh, the son said, "Don't eat our own noodle. <laughs> Go to the next door to buy baozi, you know, mm. the, the 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 dumplings, uh, steamed dumplings, because I put something you know unhealthy in it." And then the the boy went to the, every time they don't eat their own food. Now farmers are doing the same thing. Mm. This piece of land, I have relatives. He said, "Hey, this is the where the paddy field is for our own consumption. Others because we're using chemicals." And the son went to the neighbor uh, neighboring sort of uh, baozi pool, right? We call it a restaurant, and eat baozi there. But you know what? The baozi pu father telling the son the same thing. Don't eat our own baozi because I put something in it. Go to the next door to eat the noodle. I want to say, once you want to do harm to the society, you do it to yourself. Mm-hmm. You become victims if you decided to victimize others. Mm-hmm. This is something so lacking in today's society. I'm become very excited now. You, you can tell mm-hmm. through my voice. I'm really, sometimes I feel so hopeless when I see these things. For example, the emergency uh, lane on the roads, right? Mm -hmm. It's always occupied. And then one day I put my car in a a little bit middle. I tried to leave, um, you know, not enough room for for cars to pass. I got middle finger from the driver who passed me and wind down the window. That's so rude. So rude. You did something wrong, okay? And then you think that I'm the one who is being cursed, should be cursed. And then these people are the selfish people who never have this empathetic feelings towards others. If one day his mother is in the ambulance, he would, you know, if he has a a, a gun, he would shoot down everybody else to make the way emergency lane for him to pass. So, yeah, this is something that we need to really... think seriously that's a very good point we should think about um others and also i think there's a, a golden standard in united states uh, if you want people respect you you have to respect the others and also in this regulation um you also said food stores are not allowed in kindergartens and primary schools and also high schools this particular regulation generates a lot of reactions actually funny reactions some netizens record this uh, their memory as students running out of classrooms and rushing into stores and sharing what they bought uh, with their friends after a full day of study. That's unforgettable and a good times uh, of their growing up. Do you recall any of those kind of memories? Do you think this kind of regulation should be implemented? Professor Tung? I don't recall a thing like that. <laughs> so I, you cook we, your food by yourself. We don't have, we don't have, food we don't have stores, pocket right. money. Yeah, we don't our have generation, we, we live in austerity. So that's our right. memory? We right. lived our... But, um, Anna, actually, I want to keep your... Is your memory a good one? Mm-hmm. A good one? Yes, a very okay. good one. So I actually want to keep the good, good memory. I want it to be there. But how to supervise it? Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm the headmaster of the school, I would find out whether these are trustworthy individual stands, food stands. Mm-hmm. I will check the quality of food they buy, they are selling to my students, and I will check their license. Because even individuals, I think in the Western countries, even a jamping seller would be given a license. And then you mm-hmm. have to check your license, and then you you have to make sure that you are selling quality hygiene, you know, genetic. So it's okay. But then if if you think it's too 
you know, unorganized because sometimes they come to, you know, disturb, then you can put them into a, a, a place. A market. A, a, a small market on mm-hmm. campus and say, hey, you know, three of them and you, you just stay here. Huh? You, don't, you don't go other place. <laughs> so it's all about management. It's mm. all about how, how to organize um, efficiently to serve the purpose, you know, of um, ha- making students happy, make life easier. And um, I think our students are already very hardworking and, uh, and I wanted them to be happy. That's why I asked <laughs> Anna, are you happy? Is <laughs> is the memory or all the memories a happy one? If they are happy ones, that means they're good things. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, anything to add? Uh, foot stores, like I said, is not part of my childhood library when I was at school. Uh, but then right now, like you said, I mean, for the 90s generation, the new millennium. Post 80s. I mean, they all have this sort of, uh, right, uh, mm. memories of the good old uh, food stores where they can shop, where they can eat and enjoy the goodies out there. Uh, but then once again, these are the good old days when people are of good-hearted, kind-hearted, honesty, and also, I mean, um, there's no room for this very greed thing mm. for money. Right now, I think I would also suppose, uh, propose a, w- <clears throat> a kind of a way out right now. Um, look at the campus right now. In, the, uh, in China right now, for example, there's a lot of auto-selling machines yeah. where food are provided and uh, food meets the safety uh, requirements. And in that sense... I think it could be the contemporary food store that replaces the older ones. Uh, I would strongly suggest these food uh, food selling machines providing uh, safe foods be installed on campus. They're not delicious. Right. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> well, they are just a simple one meal thing. But then at the same time, if you look at um, Western schools or primary schools and high, junior high school, they provide meals. They provide middle-of-the-day meals. Mm-hmm. And that could be a scientifically kind of a designed or a mediated sort of a diet for young kids. So to keep these food stores out and to keep food safe on campus, uh, manage these food stores and incorporate them into the school system. Mm, exactly. But unfortunately, we ran out of time for today. We have to leave it there. Thanks. Tong Jimeng, Associate Professor of American Studies, Beijing Foreign Studies University, and my colleague Man Ling, CRI's English commentator. That's it for this weekend edition of Today. I'm Anna. A quick recap of today's headlines. Chinese goth rally around a woman who forced to remove horrifying makeup on subway. China's biggest food delivery apps accused of eavesdropping on users' conversations. Sessions. People pay to be praised. The Chinese Kwakwa chat groups goes viral on social media. Regulations requires school officials to eat with students in China. If you want to hear this episode again or to catch up on previous episodes, you can download our podcast by searching World News Analysis, or you can find us on Easy FM or China Plus in your app store. Thank you so much for joining us.